You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good morning. Good morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Remember, today is our happy hour day. We'll be gathering at 4.30. I keep saying 4.30. Stop it. Keep saying that. 5.30 at Tucson Games and Gadgets in their back. He has what he calls the Short Rest Tavern. It's a cozy little medieval tavern that we're all going to be hanging out, just networking, finding out how each other's doing, saying hello, drinking beer, vino, and meads. Of course, it's a medieval tavern. you got to have some meads, for God's sakes. And uh, our good friend Malta Joe is going to be catering with Maltesian delicacies. So please join us. We'll be there between 5.30 and 7.30. Chris is definitely going to take a nap so I can be ready for tomorrow. I can't do all this gallivanting at 7.30 at night. It's rough for me. Uh, let's go right to the other side of the table. Uh, Dr. Joanne D. Filippo. Dr. Good, D., what's up? Good morning. Well, bright and shiny here. Bright and cold uh, and shiny. <laughs> opening weekend at the track. Yes, it, it was wonderful. It, it was, was really wonderful. nice. Yeah, and Lucky Lupe. Okay, Lucky Lupe <laughs> took a third. Okay, but that he didn't break out of the gates good, so... He, he normally breaks up in the front, and he he actually reared up is what happened. So he lost lo- he lost that speed, that advantage. But if you were there and you saw it, you saw he was battling in first and second place pretty much throughout no, the he race. No, was, he was driving at the yeah. end there. Yeah. So, so got, he'll be good. There's hope. Yeah, he'll be good. He's, How about your girl? When's she racing? The um, one that I saw. Uh, she's going to go use, out. Everyone, you. What, what's the name of it? Use U.S. Every, Ready. Use Ready. Ready. Okay, she's got a tremendous record. She's got six starts and three wins. All right. Which, you know, she's hitting a 50-50. So. When are we going to see her? Uh, we'll probably see her in about maybe two weeks. It was very cute. A few a few wakeys on Facebook just posted and tagged me. Said, putting $5 on the nose on Lucky Lupe right now. <laughs> okay, Lucky Lupe's getting ready for a maiden stakes race, okay? So we'll we'll let you know about that. And, Perfect. And if you if you ever want to check them out, you can go to my Facebook page, Joanne DeFilippo, and you can see, because I usually post, like, something about their workouts or whatever, okay? No, we had a great time on Saturday. You know, the food was great. The, uh, the crew was great. Weather was great. Yeah. It, it was a, a great time for everybody. So winner, winner. Pima County, invest some money. Be a good, be a good, be a good landlord, and this will be an amazing thing. Well, I, you know what? I do want to say. Did you notice the parking lot? The parking lot was all striped, and you know, wow. instead of remember how it was that haphazard, uh, you know, random parking, so to speak. But here's it's amazing wh- when Richard Milhouse Hustleberry isn't running the place anymore. Good well, things happen. Here's what the problem is, though, and I mean, it's uh, it's just one of those things that I don't think was thought out well, or if it was thought out, maybe its intentions were a little misguided. Shocking. They have the farmers market, right? Right. So now I got to the track yesterday at about 10 o'clock in the morning Trouble. okay no 9 30 9 30 i got the parking lot was full at 9 30 in the morning so if you're going there for racing you're not going to be able to get a parking spot and that's what creates that massive backup it's a what, what it is is that you try to do soccer you try to do the farmer's market and and quite frankly it's the time for horse racing 
Okay. Right. So that by the time the horse racing spectators come. Especially with all the empty fields on Kino and I-10 that don't do anything most do of the Do not year. even get me started <laughs> on right, we that. Gotta, what's okay. today's theme? Okay. Oh, this this is actually a really good one. Okay. <laughs> you say that every Monday. Oh, no. This, this, <laughs> I, you know what I do? This time. This time. <laughs> what, what I do is like if I prepare these like on Sunday. Sunday nights, I'll usually run all the materials and then I'll get up early about 4 o'clock. Monday morning and do the writing on this. Yeah. So this morning I got up and I'm like, who do I want to do today? And I looked over at my library and I went, oh, Rules for Revolutionaries. And it's by Guy Kawasaki. It's a 1954 version. It's been re-edited re many times. But I want to take a look at the um, thematic value of the build in redundancy. And by that we mean this. It's this concept of redundancy. I'm going to give you an example, too. So we note that fish have more than one structure that serves the same purpose. Now, I want, to, I want you to think about this. This is deep, baby. I love take it. That fish, <laughs> take that fish concept yes. and correlate it to Pima County. So Pima County has more than one structure that, saves the, that serves the same purpose, okay? So you got fish, we got Pima County. I guess there are parallels there, okay? Now, let's take a look at what we mean by this. Early fish could breathe through... In the old days, they both used to stink from the head down. <laughs> yeah, well, not only that. <laughs> what, what did you... What, sleep with the fishes, right? Okay. <laughs> Early fish could breathe through their gills and their lungs. Because their lungs were extra, over time, fish could innovate, and their lungs became air bladders to regulate buoyancy, a development made possible because of redundancy. Okay, it's that aspect of having more than one structure. So I decided to take a look at building redundancy in the application to Pima County. And I'm going to take a look at what it's things that are on the agenda today. So, for example, we have three contracts that are on the, on the agenda today that are those reimbursements. From the feds. From the feds on the, uh, I'm, I, I'm, they're illegals, okay? They're not asylum seekers. They're illegal undocumented people. It's the reducement cost for housing, feeding, and transporting illegals. So today's agenda has no less than three items where we ask the feds for an extension to spend funds granted through March 31st, 2023. The redundancy of continuous, quote unquote, ask for reimbursement of expenses for illegals is a continuous spin on this aspect of, well, this is for humanity. But it's actually for a crisis situation created by the Biden administration and facilitated by Pima County. Right, because of course what happens is the Biden administration and Pima County and the city of Tucson ignore all the horrors yes. that are part of what goes on at this border. And they keep doing this, re you know, this consistency and the redundancy of that narrative. It's for humanitarian, humanitarian. So that's how, that's how we get, you know, the fishes applying into Pima County. So we want to thank our Rules for Revolutionaries theme today. All right, hold that thought. we got to go to break. Christy Simone, Joanne DiFilippo, and you. Uh, Brother Joe is at the top of the hour. When we come back, we got to get knee deep in. We got there's so much stuff on this oh, agenda. Yes, yeah, and, good stuff. And there's a call to action for all of you, especially with agenda item 15, which is adjusting board policy. We're going to address that. Let me tell you, there's 150 pages in the comment letters. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, You're, I counted them this morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10:30. The Voice party tonight will be at Games and Gadgets Short Rest Tavern, second floor of Tucson Mall, right next to the Dead Sears. Just go between Sears and Dillard's, park, walk in. You'll see a big yellow sign on the other side of the mall. 
just head right towards that. Wake up, Tucson. Uh, it's all coming together today. We got a party tonight at uh, the Short Rest Tavern, uh, Tucson Games and Gadgets, Tucson Mall, 5.30. And we're talking with uh, one of our favorite horsewomen, our friend Dr. Filippo. Oh, you know, you would be, that's like woke culture would come after you. <laughs> <laughs> you gave beer to your horses. Although, although no, uh, calling me a horsewoman. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Remember, I'm not supposed to have a gender <laughs> identity. What's the nine, non-binary word to say? The, horse people, horse that, person, oh whatever. Okay, Lord, that's got no. You that, can call me a horsewoman. Horse okay? person's got no flow. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's I know, got no zazz. I know, I know. Hey, listen. I want to. I want to jump back a second here, because as I was driving here, I was hearing you talk about you know all the food and everything. You have no idea. You have no idea. We're talking about there's a million and a half dollars that they got from the Biden administration to reduce traffic fatalities. And we learned from the two stories that there's an 1,100% higher fatality rate in Pima County than the rest of the country, right? And it's just... And we're thir- the city of Tucson is the 13th most deadly place in America to drive a car right now. And you do realize, okay, when you said... Remember this. Federal grants cannot be given to individuals or for-profit corporations, okay? Okay. So when you... You know that little consulting service? Yes. That is probably a for-profit organization sure so therefore it has to run through the county and then they will subcontract out to that third party generally speaking a lot of these opportunities are brought to you by these third party consultants who say hey can you go and get this grant okay but I want to I want to talk a little bit. Well, and then I've seen it with uh, some of the uh, Fed money on COVID, right? The city used Catholic Community Services of money to give the money out, but they get to take their scrape. Everyone's taking their scrape. You're going to see it in a contract today, okay? All right, I got to get to this Adelita thing first because it's very oh, wait, important. Wait, 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 real fast. Yes, ma'am. You have no idea the MacArthur Foundation Safety and Justice Grant, and I got to tell you, okay. Bronson, Bronson tried to stop this, okay? People knew how much money they spent on food for their meetings. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we were talking about a million and a half dollars for this traffic fatality. There's probably a half a million going towards. And remember, I I don't know if you're aware of this, but with the feds on a grant, okay, you can't use eight-inch plates, but you can use four-inch plates. Oh, because eight-inch <laughs> plates would say it's dinner. Constitute a meal. Right. Yes, yes. Four-inch plates, yes. it's just you and your cookie. So what they do a lot of times is they'll buy mini chimichangas. <laughs> mini. <laughs> so we're talking about how when they do these meetings, like I said one of the biggest uh, thing, uh, benefactors will be fries when they consult. You are so right. We'll no, it's, it's Costco. I'm sorry, Costco. it's Costco. Oh, it's Costco. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, we know. You get good, a lot of good croissants for only five ninety nine. Oh, they had ice cream. That that refrigerator was packed with ice cream. I mean, packed <laughs> with ice cream. It was unbelievable. Okay, great. Keep it up, Sharon. We want to stop that. They should not be doing this on grants. Okay. All right. Are we going to go to the national news piece first? We have no time. Okay. Sorry. What are we? Oh, God. People listen today. Check the news. There's six things Biden's six lies anticipated in his upcoming speech. I'd love to do it, but we got no time. Okay. Let's go on to our little Adelita, the board policy. Okay. Actually, she brought this in. And basically, what she wants to do, she wants to change the existing board policy. And it's the way in which they place items on the board agenda. And she says the reason we're doing this is to quote, Provide consistency and transparency for agenda and addendum submissions. 
And what she is asking for is that all items to be reviewed by legal counsel prior to the placement of the item on the agenda. There's several exclusions, you know, like proclamations, etc. I'm sure pa- pause for whatever isn't going to go through legal review, okay? <laughs> Maybe they're checking for the papers on the animals, okay? <laughs> but So remember what Adelita wants, your elected officials... Yes. Your Pima County supervisors. Your, your individually elected officials who represent your district and you are a constituent of that district. She wants them now to fill out a form. Mm-hmm. If you don't fill it, send it to the clerk of the board. If the clerk of the board determines that you have not filled it out accurately and completely, they will kick it back to you. Mm-hmm. Then once you, you, you made that bureaucrat happy... Then you have to send it to the attorney. Who's that, Brown? Most likely. Right. Who used to be the TUSD uh, attorney. Yes. Right. And hold me a little. Thank you. And um, then what? (laughs) I like that one. Then (laughs) Queen Adelita will let it on the. the, uh, Perhaps. Perhaps. Because remember, the chair has the ability to say yay or nay, despite what the county attorney is. Now, on a good day. It's a lengthy process right now. With this added layer, and first of all, I got to tell you, I'm going through a thing right now at the county attorney's office on conflict of interest. I would like these people to go back to law school and learn what conflict of interest truly designates. Okay, We're getting into that on another one. Okay. All right. So I need you all. So let me ask you a question, Joanne. Why is this bad? Let's start off with, I know, I've been saying, but I want to get your take on it. I'm going to use the leftist's own rhetoric to explain it. Okay. Because this is a form of silencing voices of opposition. That's what this is. You control the narrative. You find ways in which to present obstacles, hurdles, challenges, barriers for people who have oppositional voices, for people who question the system. And you do it in a way, remember, you have to take their voice away. You have to take their agency away. When you do that, then you can perpetrate what I'm going to refer to as the Biden administration's misguided directives. The, um, so, Adelita does not really dig other people's opinion. Oh, she's a, she, she rules by fiat. Yeah, it's my way or the highway. So in the end... And she's got two puppets following her. So in the end on this, we know Matt's going to be all for this. Yes. All right. But... Rexy boy better look out. <laughs> it's all on Rexy right now. Yeah, because you know what? Here's the thing. It's all for... If Rex goes along with this, which I, I'm pretty sure he will, okay? Can't say for sure, but, you know, a, a tendency has that he will. The problem Rex is going to have when it comes time for the 2024 and he wants to do a re-election... Everything is going to catch up with Rex. Everything that he has done in the past four years is going to come full frontal. When you when you look at that love letter he wrote and read, mm-hmm. I sorry Kim wrote and then he read. Okay, that had to do with why Huckleberry is amazing and we have to renew his contract, right? Yes. And then we look how things have gotten so much better in Pima County without Huckleberry there. That's one of those ones where Rex looks like a fool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, quite frankly, Rex is up there because of ways in which things were done so that Rex could get that position. Wow, that's a roundabout sentence. Yeah, it is. It's loaded. (laughs) It's way loaded. It's loaded. It's loaded, okay? (laughs) So, So we need you to, first of all, 
especially Rex, but you can hit all of them, send it to the clerk of the board and tell you and tell them how crappy this is. Yes, and I, I want to read for you. Okay, so I checked. There are three, we got about a minute. There are three public uh, uh, files, letters to the public right. on that agenda item. One of them is like, I don't know, 14 pages. Another is like 130 something, but there's about a, 150. And what they did, you can find, there. it looks like a, a, a letter that somebody wrote. Let me read it real, real fast. As your constituent, please vote no on this item. I want my supervisor to continue to have the right and ability to add matters of public interest and concern to the meeting agenda as he or she determines merits discussion and action. The existing policy has been in place for decades through varied board, board majorities and served the public well. There is no reason to complicate this process by adding the proposed procedures. So somebody prepared that. There is so if you want to even go capture that, capture it off the. It's on the agenda right now. But get get this opposition to the board. I see it. It's coming out of District Five. Yes, that's her. That's Adelita. But there's a lot of no's. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tons. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, we come back. We'll talk about this a little more. And Doctor D. Filippo's got about forty-eight other things we need to do before eight o'clock. So yes, you're. And I need you to go to the meetings. Uh, let's see. Oh, our girl Stephanie's on the line. All right. Oh, Stephanie. <laughs> we'll take her call when we come back. And Barney, wake up, Tucson, ten thirty. Voice. All right. Remember, happy hour tonight, four thirty at five. Geez, stop it. Five thirty. Everyone's going to show up at 4.30, which is fine. They'll be ready. 5.30 at... Uh, I'll give you the horn. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> short, rest short Rest Tavern inside Games and Gadgets, second floor near Sears. we got to go to the phones first, 790-2040. Let's go to peaceful, quiet little wallflower, Stephanie, on line two. What's up, young lady? Hey, good morning. Thank you for that nice title. I didn't <laughs> want to take too much of Dr. Dean's time because hats off to her. She is amazing. I did want to let you guys know that... Um, through the week, last week after I attended the Board of Supervisors and wouldn't give in to Miss Adelita's feelings, um, I was served a letter to be picked up at the post office, which I won't be taking any time out of my day to go get served and pick this letter up. They may give this to me on Tuesday. So um, is it being given constitutionally because she's taken away my First Amendment rights? You bet it is. And I would love it if everybody called and emailed in and let them know that they need to stop silencing the public when they're there to, I don't know, call them out on the things that they've done wrong. It is my duty as a citizen to do this, and she is taking it away, just like she's trying to silence the voices of the opposition, Dr. D said, um, through making things go through the clerk of the board and then back down to Sam um, Brown. So, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Thank you so much, Stephanie. You know, and I'll tell you something. You might want to be aware of this. Um, I, people probably aren't, but on the prior board, and that's when uh, former supervisor Ellie Miller was on the board, the clerk of the board bought them all a copy of a book called um, um, Robert's Rules of Order for Dummies. Okay. <laughs> Now, that book on Amazon is $22 uh, a copy. I was going to buy you three copies because I believe that Adelita, Rex, and our little Matt all need a copy of Robert's Rules of Order for Dummies. So if you'd like me to do that, let me know. I will spend the $66, and then you can present it to them. I will check first and see, though, if the clerk of the board is going to do it because they should. This is how they've treated supervisors in the past. These people need to understand protocol and that they cannot should not and will not silence voices of opposition. That is your right. 
Just to tell you how miserable Adelita is on this thing with the call to the audience, there's lots of reasons. But when I heard her say that you could pretty much say she came up with it all by herself, right? Her little her little her statement, fiefdom. right? And but when she said when uh, whether it was Stephanie or one of the other ladies, they kept on saying you're going against community norms, right? So what this is how <laughs> this is how weird this woman is and controlling of a narcissist she is is she says whatever she comes out of her head. That's is, quote, the social norm. Is quote, community norms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, how full of yourself can you be at that point? That is, remember, that is how the progressive left can control the narrative, can control the floor, can manipulate your way of thinking. What we see in Pima County is nothing but a microcosm of what we see on the national scene. Yep. All right, Steph, thanks for the call. Thanks, Steph. Give them heck tomorrow. Thanks, you, 790-2040. Uh, let's go to Barney on line 47. Barney, what's up, buddy? I'm wondering, since the counties are essentially um, products of the state government, and we essentially have a dysfunctional county board, is there any kind of mechanism where the state could put a county into a kind of political receivership? Where they can take over the function? Well, even if there was one that existed, it wouldn't happen with this administration. So you can take that. I, uh, a yeah, great, once, great once, concept. Once, once Katie Hobbs became the governor? Yeah, because and you're going to see something on the agenda. We're going to speak about it in a little bit, which is exactly what you're talking about in a certain sense. And actually, the county is recommending, well, let's not do anything about it because Katie Hobbs is going to take care of it. So I can pretty much guarantee you that if there, there wouldn't be anything except support for the current situation. Barney, thanks for the call. We got to cram a bunch of stuff in before thanks, 8 o'clock. Thanks, Barney. Thanks, buddy. All right, what's, your, what's our next one? Okay, so we did board pol- Oh, this is Agenda 17. It's an update on county initiatives to address homelessness and public safety. And I do want to mention this. Jan Lesher put out a memo dated February 3rd outlining an overview of additional housing services currently provided by the Pima County Departments for individuals experiencing homelessness. And she goes through and lists, you know, rapid rehousing, all the various types of programs. But I'm going to tell you something, and most of you would never know this, you would never see this. In order to get into those housing programs, because these are all virtually federally funded you have to have what's called it's a requirement and it's called self-certification which means you you go in and you literally fill out the application remember you got to present like a social security card driver's license you got to be able to prove who you are and you're here legally in the country etc i once asked the people in the housing how do you do self-certification without mentioning any names and I knew the answer, but I needed them to tell me. The woman said to me, oh, we don't do that. That would take too long a time. Well, let me tell you what the federal regulation <laughs> says. It says that the individual, they can self-certify in the beginning to get started on the process. Right. But within 90 days, they must bring the supporting documentation. And I asked, again, do you require, do you ask for the supporting documentation? Oh, no, it would take too long to do that. But I do want people to be aware of this. The Biden administration in all of the Build Back Better money, et cetera, I don't know if you're aware of it, but that money can be expended out to individuals who are not here legally in the country. Hmm. And, and the, what it says is basically that if there's an illegal in a household and there are other people living in there, 
that are legal, you will not be able to displace those legal people because of the fact of the illegal. So everybody in the household can receive it. So, you know, I look at it and I say, we have so many families that legally here, they need help, whether it's housing, whether it's jobs, whether it's food, whether it's you know stuff they get at the community food bank. And we cannot service these people. You're going to see we have three contracts coming back up again. Okay. So let's Amendment. go to those contracts real quick. So the I like to say it's the people who lucked out uh, getting these contracts because between the dining people, the hotel people, and the transportation, and the Catholic community services people. Yes. Now we they're have a, killing it. Yeah. Oh, are, they, oh, are you kidding me? It's like a cash cow. We have agenda item 23, 24, and twenty five. Twenty three is the Inn of Southern Arizona. 24 is the city of Tucson, and 25 is Catholic Community Services. Now, they're all centered around this aspect of (laughs) something happened. Either they didn't have enough time to spend the money, either the money got to them late, or so, but something happened because what happened is the feds probably put out an edict that said you got to get all these expenses in by this date, et cetera. Pima County appealed that grants management and innovation appealed it. And they said, basically, we need more time. So the feds came back and said, all right, we're going to give you. From- so if you don't spend it, they're going to take the money back. Well, if it was an advance, they would give you the money back. If it's for reimbursement, they just you won't be able to submit your re- invoices for reimbursement. It's one or the other. Right. Okay. So what happened is the county came back and said, and you'll see it on the agendas items for each one of these. You must approve this because if you don't approve this, we cannot go and cover those expenses from January 1 to March 31 of 2023 follow me now catholic community services on the contract it's one million five hundred and two thousand two hundred and eleven dollars and 28 cents okay but this is an amendment so that amount is now up to 5.6 million okay city of tucson asking for a no-cost extension to spend fund monies also in of Southern Arizona, no cost extension to expend funds awarded $490,675. So look at just between the Inn of Southern Arizona and Catholic Community Services, you are talking $2 million. Not chump change. Yeah. And and so Grant is saying to the supervisor, hey, if you don't prove this, with these people in this community are going to be out $2 million. What the heck are we doing with that anyways? Let's go to break. One more segment with Dr. D. Filippo, 7.43 in the morning. Christy Simone, Dr. D. Filippo, ESQ, Joe D. Simone coming up at the top of the hour. Again, meeting tomorrow. You probably should go and complain about uh, Adelita choking people at the uh, call of the audience. And then the, all, the idea of also of choking the other supervisor's ability to put agenda items on for attention and discussion. So. Dr. D. Filippo, of course, the people that you elected to do such things. So you're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 10th of the Voice, local news and talk. A little vino, dinero, and amore from Elvis, fun in Acapulco. Here we go. Woohoo! Woohoo! Short Rest Tavern, 5.30 tonight. Happy hour. Please join us. Dr. D. Filippo's here. Uh, where we want to go next? We got one more segment. So, well, I'm g- I'm going to make a little note. I'm going to do a shout out to Aerospace Parkway. Oh, oh my God! My I got to tell you. Okay, hit that. Oh yeah, that's it. 
Is that the balloon coming down? <laughs> I got to tell you, I was driving down Old Nogales Highway, oh, probably about 7, 7.30 last night. So it was dark, right? And I've never, I've never actually gone through that stretch there right past Raytheon. And I happened to look over to my right and I see this sign that says Aerospace Parkway. Mm. And I, I looked over to my left and I went, well, what the heck? It's it's only a road. It goes nowhere. I mean, it's dead. <laughs> and I'm like going, that is Aerospace Parkway. You have got to be kidding me. So again, there's the worldview losers. And then there's then the city has that uh, home goods distribution building. That's about it. Does that road go nowhere? It's supposed to link up on it, the other side. Uh, yeah. Wasn't it Albertan. supposed to be a, like a, yeah. a bypass yeah. type thing in yes, a sense? Yes, that was the thing because it was supposed yes. to... They originally, it was, that was the other part that they were selling. It's going to go oh. south from the Alvernon Aerospace Parkway Correct. junction on a sort of a sort of a meandering route to get down to uh, Sourdough Road. Right, right. right. Now, I, uh, the thing is, as I'm looking out in this nighttime, and all I can see are just like... Little lights that are from traffic signals, right? Some blue Nothing. tarps. It's, it's dark. It's absolutely dark. And I'm thinking to myself, I remember Chuck in the boardroom trying to sell this whole concept of worldview, the jobs, the aerospace industry coming here, et cetera. And I looked over and I went, well, that's one big boondoggle right there. Well, again, according to a guy who's running for mayor, Heath, uh, whose name is Zach... Sorry, I fell asleep. Uh, we're the aeroscape capital of the Southwest or something like that. So that's yeah. why Virgin Atlantic's building uh, rockets in uh, Mesa, and they're going to drive down I-10 and take them to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, to shoot them off. Yes. <laughs> so. That's called bypass for truly, okay? <laughs> All right, let's go to addendum number one. <laughs> It's EMS leasing. Now, remember this lease? I just want to say it one more time. I love it. That's that balloon getting deflated, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, oh, isn't that kind of like what they did over the weekend <laughs> with the Chinese balloon? We did they the, say they punched it out with a half-million-dollar missile? <laughs> yeah. They did? Yeah. Hey, so. maybe, they, maybe we can hire them. <laughs> They'd be perfect for Pima County, wouldn't they? Joe had to let it go all the way across America and get the Chinese one last <laughs> thing of their pictures that they needed, and then we'll, we'll blow yeah, it out. Yeah. Joe says, hold on. I need the rest of my money that you owe me. Okay. <laughs> hold my ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, really. No lie. Okay. So this is Addendum 1 EMS leasing. This is very interesting. And this is a beef that I have. And let me tell you, Adelita, if you're listening, which I don't think you are, but nevertheless, somebody get this message to Adelita. Shock, you claim that radio. you want the county attorney, Sam Brown et al., to go through and review all of this. Well, let me tell you something. Then you make darn sure that you get the information on the agenda item sheets on page one, not buried on page two, not buried in the contract. You put it on page one. Here's what's going on with the EMS leasing. They say that it's a correction in the header box. They need to amend the original lease amount. Then I say to them, well, what they're saying is, we got to go back and add in $79,340 for a new total of $411,828.78. So real quick, this is the former call center office building that's on Drexel west of I-19 that they're going to convert into the new illegal immigrant center or yeah, another one. That that that's this fills in with I believe what Jan was talking about the big box concept for illegal immigration processing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now and remember, actually, 
this EMS leasing, I didn't have a chance to pull the original document, but, but because this is not a CTN. Now, I, I want you to re- remember this. When you're looking at county documents, if it's a CT, that means contract. Right. Okay? If it's a CTN, that means a revenue contract. It means that revenue is come there. It's being paid to us. Okay. This is a CT. This is not a CTN. I see that. And if I recall correctly, aren't we underwriting the cost of this? Wasn't that part of what the original document was on the EMS leasing? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So what it is basically is we, we, we're actually being noticed that we shortened <laughs> we shorted ourselves on the payment of $79,340, which represents a security deposit of 50000 and an estimated operating and maintenance expense of $29,340 for a grand total of $79,340. And I say to you, <laughs> if you want full legal review and transparency, the note these figures on the front page of the agenda item report. You would never know what they're doing. And you know, the lay people just really don't know how to look at these documents. What I say is, Adelita, do not pick and choose what you're going after. If you want to say you want full review and transparency, then you make darn sure that it's on page one of the agenda item cover sheet. Well, could it, let me play devil's advocate, could it just be a mistake? It doesn't matter whether it's a mistake. (laughs) They wrote the contract wrong, okay? They have to go back and correct it, which is, okay, go back and correct it. But put the information, disclose the full information. When you look at that, look at that agenda item cover sheet. What does it basically say? Oh, we have to correct the header. It doesn't say, oh, we forgot to put in $79,340 that we owe. Or that we're that we the taxpayers are willing to absorb you on are, behalf of EMS. You are correct. It's yes. definitely not on the cover it's sheet. It's not on the cover sheet. And that is a notorious aspect, I'm going to say, of the Dems in Pima County. Because I've only found this type of action. I started reviewing these in 2015. You know it's interesting? So on the cover sheet, uh, the bolded area that this is in is called metrics available to measure performance. <laughs> yes. Then underneath it says corrected header box in lease agreement. Yes, that that's seems, what that's, I'm saying. That seems a little even also non sequitur. Why yes. is that? <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, Adelita, you should have kicked this back. You had no business approving this. I think it goes against community norms. Well, not only that, let me tell you, here's the other thing. Remember, this is money that the taxpayers are on the line for. Yeah, it does go against community norms. Except, wait a minute, the community norms are for lack of full disclosure no, and transparency. Thank you. Thank you, okay? Sorry. All right. So, so that, now, we got a couple minutes left. What do uh, we have we left? We got four. Oh, okay. We got to do the national news. Okay. We got to okay. do it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, uh, this was so great. I saw it on the news this morning. I went, oh, God. Okay. These are Biden's six lies that are anticipated in his upcoming speech. I do want to tell you, this is from our friend of the show, Steve Moore, who's been on the show. He's a national economist, and he's a rep. So Yes. Okay, and he wrote it on uh, February 5th. And I want you to think about this in this concept of redundancy where you keep repeating the same lie to make the public believe the lie is accurate. Okay, number one, Biden has reduced the budget deficit by $1.4 trillion. Wrong. In his first two years, the national debt has risen by more than $4.2 trillion. Point number two. Missed, lie number two. Missed it by that much. Yeah, lie number two. Biden inherited an economy in free fall. Wrong. 
When COVID hit, the economy was shut down, but by 2020 second half, the economy had soared by more than 20% and millions of Americans were moving back into their jobs. In fact, it was a historic recovery. Lie number three, inflation was high when Biden entered office. Wrong. The average inflation rate during the Trump administration was 2%. In January 2021, month before Biden entered office, inflation was 1.4%. 18 months later, inflation rose above 9%, the highest in 40 years. Lie number four. Yeah. Where's our Dean Wormer? I miss him. Okay. <laughs> Lie number four. Zero point <laughs> yeah. zero. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean. Lie number four. Biden has brought down gas prices. Wrong. When Trump left office, gas was $2.59 per gallon. In June of 22, it was nearly double. And the reason it was even two fifty nine is because of lockdowns. No one was going anywhere, so demand was low. And the price, remember, the price of oil was going almost negative yeah. because no one wanted to store it because it wasn't going anywhere. Yes. Okay. Today, gas is, it says three forty eight in the article, but I, I'm, you know, going down Valencia last night because I was looking for gas, and I noticed that the prices do range between three fifteen and three nineteen, at least on Valencia, which is still, it's anywhere from $0.75 cents to a gallon higher than when Biden entered office. Lie number five, Biden is doing all he can to secure the border. I, I th- This is not only wrong, but this is delusional, absolutely delusional. Hopefully he has Nanos up in the, in the gallery. <laughs> I can see we got a brave hero here. Uh, you know what? Chris Manos. I think they did a mystery science theater on that. Uh, I wonder why Manos Biden, is up there. I wonder Hands why Biden <laughs> hasn't given Manos an appointment. <laughs> I mean, he took he took Magnus off our hands. Yeah, yeah, but like, well, that's it was all good because well, Magnus is now at NYU making six figures talking about uh, doing studies on how cops suck. So. Yes. Yes. Perfect for him. And that's what that's the reward you get when you're on the left and you sleep through everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But life five. Biden is doing all he can to secure the border. He's issued approximately like more or less ninety executive orders to undo Trump's successful border enforcement policies. In twenty twenty one, one point seven million border encounters were there, the highest ever until twenty twenty two, when we know that number is well above two million. And what's okay. number six? Number six, Biden is increasing domestic oil and gas production. Oh, my Can Lord. Can we laugh now? Where's Dean Wormer? Okay. <laughs> zero point yeah, yeah, yeah. zero. Oil production would be two to three million barrels a day higher if Biden had just followed the Trump energy plan. So you know what I say to that? And actually, I got to take the words from Stephen Moore. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Nice. <laughs> all right, uh, listener, Bill want to know, what happened to all the money they spent on immigrant housing at the juvenile detention center, if we're doing this? Good question. Good question. Right? It's just spent. Now, that, that contract that's So up, we're going to do both facilities now? Oh, uh, remember, we got we got to keep Catholic. Well, I'm sorry I am Catholic, but... You know, we got to keep Catholic community services because if you look at the contract for t- for tomorrow, a major portion of it is to reimburse for staff time. <sighs> Thanks for a nice day. Yes, thank you too. Have a great race. I adore you. I'll okay. see. You, I'll see you at the race week uh, racetrack this next weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, everybody, come on down there. Eighty years historic Rito. All right, brother Joe, coming up next.